The mayor of San Juan pleads, don't forget us. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Hurricane Maria hit parts of the Caribbean last week, leaving the area devastated, including the island nation of Dominica and the U.S. territories of Puerto Rico and St. Croix. It was the biggest storm to hit Puerto Rico in 80 years. Both Puerto Rico and St. Croix had been relatively spared by Hurricane Irma, but Maria was not as forgiving. Rescue and recovery could take months and returning to normal up to a year. On Saturday, the island's main port opened, according to the Associated Press, allowing 11 ships to dock loaded with food, water, generators, and cots. But the humanitarian crisis is growing. Brian Perry, a medical relief worker in San Juan, helping to get hospitals up and functioning, spoke with H2O Radio via Skype on Saturday night. Healthcare is definitely going to become more of an issue as time goes on and resources get stretched and where the hospitals are able to open back up and, and become functional. Because a lot of them, their roofs blew off and water just started pouring down through all the floors of some of these hospitals. And once you get water going from floor to floor, you get mold immediately. Perry said that situation can lead to respiratory problems and sick people can't be in hospitals with mold. Another problem is the huge amount of standing water. The mosquitoes that were here last week were all blown away by the hurricane, but within a week or two, the mosquitoes are going to be just incredible uh, with all the standing water and and inability to control them. According to the Washington Post, on Saturday, the mayors of 50 cities and towns met in San Juan and pleaded with the governor for the things they need the most, water, drugs, gasoline, satellite phones, and oxygen tanks. San Juan Mayor Carmen Yulene Cruz told the paper that she would ask not only for Puerto Rico, but for the whole Caribbean, do not forget us and do not let us feel alone. Before Maria ravaged the Caribbean, two typhoons struck Vietnam, the Philippines, and Japan. Typhoon Talim hit Japan, killing at least two and injuring 40. 640,000 people had been evacuated in areas of Japan before the storm hit. And another typhoon made a direct hit on Vietnam. It was the most powerful storm to hit the nation of 93 million in 10 years. It caused widespread damage to farmlands, homes, roads, and electrical facilities. Nine people were killed, but it would have been much worse if the mandatory evacuation orders had not been followed. When we consider the horrible devastation of the earthquake that struck Mexico City last week, we don't usually think of water or lakes, but we certainly could. The 7.1 magnitude earthquake that killed hundreds occurred coincidentally on the same exact day that an even more devastating quake hit in 1985. The recent quake has drawn attention to the geology of Mexico City. It sits on top of an ancient lake bed surrounded by hills that make it similar to a bowl filled with jello. How this came to be has a deep history. In the 14th century, the Aztecs built the city of Tenochtitlan on an island in the middle of a lake. It was an important religious center, and they kept the lake from flooding the city by using a system of dikes, levees, and canals. About 200 years later, Hernán Cortés, the Spanish conquistador, conquered the city and eventually the Aztec Empire. Instead of using the Aztec water improvements, the Spaniards decided to drain the lake. Mexico City has 
has extracted water from underground more than twice as fast as it's replenished, leaving a spongy clay. When a quake strikes, the vibrations are trapped in the bowl, which can strengthen them. It's almost like a bathtub, Susan Huff of the USGS told the Smithsonian, with underground waves sloshing back and forth. When an earthquake strikes near Mexico City, like last week's, it's actually amplified by the ancient sediments that underlie the city. It wasn't until the quake of 1985 that scientists discovered the reverberations under Mexico City were five times greater than the waves outside. After Flint, Michigan's water source was switched from the Detroit system to the Flint River, lead contamination resulted in a human catastrophe. Now the extent of that crisis is even more serious. The lead pollution resulted in fewer babies being born and more fetuses dying. A new study by researchers at Kansas University and West Virginia University shows that the fertility rate of Flint women dropped 12% and the fetal death rate increased almost 60% after officials switched the source of the city's water. The researchers also found that birth weights of live babies were on average about 5% lower compared with other Michigan children. The Detroit Free Press reports that, according to federal health officials, lead can damage a developing baby's nervous system, causing miscarriages and stillbirths, as well as infertility in men and women. Criminal cases are proceeding against 15 state and local officials for their conduct during the Flint water crisis. And finally, if you're a rising track star, your dream would be to run as fast as Olympian Usain Bolt. So what's his secret to lightning speed? Gatorade, or so the company would like to have you think. In their free mobile app called Bolt, players help refuel a cartoon version of the famed gold medalist as he runs a long, difficult race. The sprinter picks up speed when he hits Gatorade icons, but slows down when he runs into water droplets. Players are encouraged to, quote, keep your performance high and avoid water. That statement got the company in hot water with California Attorney General Javier Bacera, who accused the popular beverage maker of false advertising that could lead children to make bad nutritional choices. Bacera said in his complaint that making misleading statements is a violation of California law, but making misleading statements aimed at children is beyond unlawful. It's morally wrong and a betrayal of trust. In keeping with the speed of the fastest human on earth, Gator Raid quickly pulled the game and rapidly reached a settlement without admitting wrongdoing. It also agreed to pay $300,000 and promised to stop bad-mouthing water. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time. This Week in Water is supported by the American Waterworks Association. Water quality experts will present the latest science and research in the field at WQTC in Portland, November 12th through 16th. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash WQTC.